Hello and welcome to Particular Good. I said particular good, not particularly good. It's a name, not a claim. Tonight I'm here with Heather. Hello, Heather. Hello. We're here for our last recording. We're headed off to the great state of Wisconsin. We'll miss St. Bernard's very much. Yes, St. Bernard's been very good to us. And uh, we strongly encourage you all to continue with any affiliation with St. Bernard's that you have. The particular good podcast is in the current form ending um, and will come back in some form in the fall as St. Bernard's podcast. I don't know if it'll still be called Particular Good. That's up in the air, but it'll be a podcast of some sort. And we were thinking about discussing a an, uh, another short story together, but instead, because we figured out it's our last podcast, we decided to do a little bit of a retrospective. I don't think of this podcast as having a huge audience of regular listeners. Heather, do you? Of course I do. Well, you do. That's good. <laughs> but uh, I was reminded the other day when we met Harry Dagnostino, who is a bassist in the band Upstate and a owner of a coffee shop called Mercurial Coffee in New York State in Hudson Valley. Uh, exactly where, I can't remember, but it's, uh, it's in, if you Google Mercurial Coffee, you can find it. It's a... Uh, wonderful place and they also roast beans you can buy online anyway the reason i'm talking about this coffee <laughs> and harry is that we met him and a coffee with him and we're surprised to learn uh, because he's also a student at st bernard's i was going to take my class and we're surprised to learn that um he is a regular listener of the podcast so hello again hello harry <laughs> and, and goodbye <laughs> and goodbye we've uh don't know if there are many others of you out there who regularly listen to particular good we hope so of you anyway. I just wanted to highlight uh, some things we've done this past year and really out on the podcast during our tenure uh, with it. We've had a good time, wouldn't you say, Heather? Yeah, this has been very fun. And we were talking earlier, and I think I've really enjoyed being able to talk about literature and short stories and novels and just have fun conversations with you and Professor Danny Drain, who's a great interlocutor. But I think that the very best podcasts are some of your interviews where it was just you leading a conversation with people who had books recently out um, that you discussed, shall I say? Yeah. What's your favorite? Okay. I think it's a tie between Xena Hits, who just like broad intellectual conversation. Um, her book is really accessible and sort of like for everybody. And that was so fun to listen to and really, really interesting. And it made me really, really want to read her book. And I loved just everything that you guys had to say. And then my other favorite was Jason Blakely, which was a fascinating conversation and less like for everybody, I think. It was a little more uh, narrow in its focus, but equally interesting. And I thought you guys just really like taught me it something and and made me think about things in a way that I hadn't before. That's fantastic. I think those are two great um, interviews too. The um, Zenith's book is uh, Lost in Thought, The Hidden Pleasures of an Intellectual Life. That's her first book. She actually has a second book out, which she sent me for the thought coming back on, but we haven't coordinated um, exactly when that might happen. Uh, but the first book that she that she wrote and that she came on to talk about was Lost in Thought, The Hidden Pleasures of an Intellectual Life. 
treasures? Uh, I always get that wrong. <laughs> no, pleasures. Well, it says pleasures, and then it says, yep, it's pleasures. There's a typo in the in the description of the podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> See, I did get it wrong <laughs> in the you actual it description. Somewhere. So, on episode number nine, April 29, 2021, you can listen to Zena talk about her book, Lost in Thought, and I am, after this episode, going to go and edit <laughs> the description to change treasures to pleasures. Uh, but um, her book is both a treasure and a pleasure to read. There so. you go. Um, that's a great interview about, and for me, that, that conversation was really helpful because it reminded me as an academic about like why I became an academic, which Mm -hmm. was because I loved ideas and reading books and thinking things and the spontaneity of discovery and the, the really was for, for myself in a certain way and for friendship, but not for quantifiable success in some way. Or as self-identity in a way that could be consumed by other people or a market. Yeah, I think it's a a great a great articulation of what St. Bernard's offers as well, because there are so many because the classes are all offered online and and you can sort of come to it in any stage of life. Like there are a lot of auditors there who aren't getting full time degrees. The intellectual life is for everyone and. Even if you're just taking one class and you don't know what it's for, it's worth doing. Absolutely. Yeah, I really liked that. I have three people from a local retirement community. Yep. Age 88 to 92. 92? Yeah. Wow. Who are coming to my class. Lifelong uh, learners. Introduction to Catholic Biblical Studies for as auditors this summer. I love that. And they were saying, could could I help them get the books and the Let's print this hybrid cell so that I don't have to go on Canvas. And I said, <laughs> it would be my great pleasure. Do not make those people go online. It is going to be so fun to have them in the class. And that is a great example of uh, of exactly who Zena was writing about and for. Yep. But she was writing to me. And Harry, I'm going to keep bringing up Harry. Great. He said that um, reading her book helped him to revalue the the formality of an academic education too. So she's very balanced. She's not just like autodidact forever. But for me, I I was reminded of pre-academia and for him, he was reminded that yeah, he could go back to school and uh, and do something more formal, which is what he's doing now. So great. she's great. An inspiration. That she is. And Jason Blakely uh, was a little earlier. He was episode number five and he his book that we looked at was We Built Reality. He has a couple books out, but that was the one we looked at and read and, and talked about. And we also talked about a variety of other issues, but his We Built Reality talks about naturalism in social science, the alternative of a more interpretive social science. So he covered a lot of things. We talked about Freakonomics. We talked about uh, rational choice theory. We talked about the naturalistic roots of racial violence. And then we went into some of our favorite political topics like integralism and uh, and those kinds of things. It was a very interesting conversation. Yeah, he was great down the line. Another thing I've enjoyed about making this podcast is making some friends. Like who? Well, 
I had never really met or talked with Megan Fritz, who was interviewed on number two for her philosophy of non-causal action theory. I didn't know that. I thought you had like known her before. No, we met on Twitter, but then we I got to know her a little bit from the interview, and we've become friends since then. It's great. Yeah, she gave us one of my favorite baby gifts. <laughs> it's very useful. Yeah, the nail buffer. <laughs> the nail buffer keeps both John Oscar, our newborn son, and uh, uh, <laughs> and Heather uh, from getting scratched up, and me for that matter. Well, yeah, I'm less important. Um. <laughs> You didn't know this was a, a baby product recommendation podcast. Well, we're recommending coffee and baby products. On the way out. That's right. And then um, we, I've become good friends with Jordan Wood, who we interviewed for uh, episode number 11 for, on his book, Creation and Incarnation, Maximus the Confessor. Mark and I talked with him about that. That book is... Professor Marco Stango. Professor Marco Stango. Yep. That book went on. Well, it was not published by... A, we were, I think, the first podcast to interview him because the book was not out yet. I remember that. You had, like, printed massive pages <laughs> that you brought on a camping trip. Yeah. I was supposed to be camping with Heather, which I was doing. We were having a great time, but I was also reading Jordan's <laughs> uh, book uh, in uh, printout form. But we had a wonderful conversation. The book went on to become a big hit. He went on all kinds of podcasts, and he's still going on podcasts, but... Uh, Start right here with us. And then Jordan and I have become friends. And uh, that's been great. So, hey, friendships. Uh, <laughs> like Flannery O'Connor, they rise and converge. <laughs> nice segue. This past year, we have focused on some reading of literature, like Heather has said, but also got to interview Joseph Gordon and Grant Kaplan. Those interviews are great. Um Yeah. I feel very confident in saying that some of these episodes are great because they're great because of the people who came on them and um, their How work. How can they not be great? Yeah. Um, the books are good and the people talking about their books are good. Mm -hmm. Well worth your time if you haven't. Of course, our, our dear friend, our spiritual advisor, director, Father Isaac Slater, talked about his book on St. Bernard of Clairvaux. And that was a I was highlight. I going to add that one. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't come out of the monastery very often as he's a Trappist. But he got an exemption to come to St. Bernard's and um, talk with us about his book. So that was a real treat. That was a great conversation as well. It was. So on the whole, uh, we've had a great time. Yeah, it's been really fun. Yeah. What was your favorite literature that we discussed with, with Danny or just each other? I'm a sucker for Alice Monroe. Yeah. I think our close reading of The Bear Came of the Mountain was really fun for me. And I love introducing Alice Monroe to people. Danny hadn't read her before, so it's really fun to watch him uh, process her. Yeah. And yeah, I think that's that was my favorite, too. So good. It was really fun. It was fun. I would do an entire podcast just talking about Alice Monroe stories. Should we do it? No one would probably tune into that. Who cares? <laughs> That's a great point. We could just read them and talk about them, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't have to be a podcast. She's very good. I also would be remiss um, if I didn't mention my old friend, Evan Keene, and uh, someone who I adore, who I worked with at the University of Chicago for years and years uh, and lived with in the building where we were resident directors uh, together for I don't know, five years, five or six years. 
And uh, his book on Ernst Trolsch, not the first theologian that most Catholics would turn to for any insights, I have to admit. Part of the liberal Protestant tradition, Ernst Trolls, but Evans' book on him and his eschatological absolute, his interaction with Kant and uh, post-Kantian philosophy, is fascinating. Mm -hmm. And if you want to learn a little bit about Trolls, there is no better place to start than this interview with Evan Keen, who is brilliant on this particular topic. A lovely guy. And a well. wonderful human being, mm -hmm. indeed, down the line. Yeah, there are some of these that I want to go revisit. Well, in short, it's been a real fun time, and I'm grateful to St. Bernard's for a lot for encouraging and allowing us to do this and uh, for giving us a platform and good editing and um, all of that. And, and, you know, our very first interview, do you know what my first interview, my first interview, do you know who my first interview was? Well, I know now because I just scrolled to the bottom of the book. It, it was, it was Heather <laughs> it Hughes was Huff <laughs> talking about Graham Greene's The End of the Affair, which is what she wrote her master's thesis on. And uh, yeah, so you have been with me throughout this podcast, of That's course. That's true. From the very beginning, and with no formal obligation, but just out of the sheer love of literature. She's been very fun. I forgot that I was the the first one. You were. I had to interview someone. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know my schedule, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it was a great interview. Uh, Heather's insight into the 20th century British Catholic novels was uh, amazing to me when we first started dating so i was really glad to get to bring that to a wider audience well thank you very much yeah it was a pleasure great. to do it i enjoy talking with you whether it's in total privacy or on a microphone <laughs> and now the world knows and now everyone knows i feel that way well back at you this right. has been so fun and we missed danny he couldn't be here with us this week but you know he's a great guy and marco Another frequent yeah, St. Bernard's collaborator. That's what I was also, I was going to say. There have been a lot of people in-house as well. Indeed. And a, a, another stellar example of that was when both of us interviewed Matthew Matt Cooner. Cooner. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Because Dean Matthew Cooner uh, knows is a Baltazar scholar. So we talked to him about Baltazar. And that is actually one of our very most um, downloaded episodes right after oh, really? Jordan Wood's uh, book. Cool. Well, people love Balthazar and people love Matt Cooner. Yes, they do. They love Maximus and they love Balthazar. And you know who else who love Maximus? Balthazar. Balthazar. So it's a great, it's a great combo. Full right circle. There. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been real. And uh, we thank you all for listening and hope that you will return in the fall for whatever comes next. Uh, yes. It won't be with Heather and me, but it'll be with even better people. So tune in. <laughs> we'll miss doing it, but we look forward to listening. Adieu. Thank you.